Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, Webby Award winner for the second time, Scam Goddess. Y'all know I wouldn't have won that award without y'all, without scamming, honey. Love y'all so much. Shout out to the congregation. Uh, guys, I am very, yes, that's right, elated. Oh, see, I, I switched it up on y'all, but no, I am excited. I'm extremely excited for today's guest. This is a repeat guest. This is a fan favorite, a very hilarious comedian in his own right that I am so happy that I could snag because he is a book and busy. So, you know, when you can scam a king into coming, you, you got to do so. You absolutely just have to do so. Guys. Today we have a returning member of the congregation, and he's back on the show like he never left. Hilarious comedian, actor, influencer. Check out his podcast, Damn Internet, You Scary. It's very funny. Also, check out his stand-up comedy on Everything Bagel Tour this summer. And, you know, I, I normally will, like, run down more things, but, like, I'm going to kick it to him because he's actually going on a tour tour where you could like see him in person don't run up on stage and dave Chappelle him okay he's a sweet man and he's very funny but definitely see him live and get your kicks on route 66 and maybe bring your spouse or your partner or whoever you just met on tinder and y'all can yuck it up sit in the front row maybe they'll talk about you a little bit to hear more to hear more yes where can people see you to hear more? Well, first of all, <laughs> let me say I'm very impressed that, that Lacey memorized all of that and she did not read it. That was <laughs> super impressive, man. Uh, <laughs> the lies. I love it. We started with lies already. So the tour is called The Villain Tour. It's a comedy tour. Me and my homegirl, Ty Davis. Um, Everything Bagel Tour is the same domain. Uh, Kev always calls me Everything Bagel. And so oh, I just is it because of your freckles? It's because of my freckles. So I just <laughs> went ahead and bought the domain, and I had it just leads to the same website for the tickets. So it's stohearmore.com. So you can just go to either one of those. And everything else is on on social media, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how it goes. Everything is, I mean, I'm pretty accessible in these streets, you know what I'm saying? You I'm really thotting it are. Out. And your socials are, wait, can you drop your handles real quick? I normally don't yeah. do this, but your socials are so fucking funny and fun. Um, just to hear more. Like, that, you, that, you just search the name T-A-H-I-R-M-O-O-R-E on all platforms. It pops up on Facebook, Instagram. TikTok. Uh, I, I'm not really on TikTok like like that. They keep blocking my, my. They keep muting my videos. I'm scared of TikTok. I'm on there yeah. and like because of iCarly, like I I have a decent following. Yeah. But like I'd be so scared on TikTok because the girls on TikTok are mean. All they want to do is cancel you. Ooh, they they, love to they drag be you. mean and then they cancel you. It's like when people come in, like this one dude 
I made a video about Rick Ross buying too many cars. I was like, somebody need to check on him because he's going through what <laughs> I went too through. Too many cars. Yeah, like when when you when you're just stuck in the house, you just be buying stuff. You went through a twenty car phase. Well, no, I was, I was buying stuff. I didn't okay. have car money. I was buying twenty shoes. I, you know, I, okay, of, uh, yeah, I've gone to stores and bought a lot of yeah. things because I was sad. I yeah. needed something to like make me look forward to the next day. Mm. And this dude slid into my DMs. It was like, yo, you weak. You just wish you had Rick Ross money. I, I was like, I started the video for saying I wish I had this money. Like that's. They like people will pick on you, but if you say something back, then people are like, "Oh, you're a bully." Now, was this man Rick Ross's cousin or he something? He was not. Why was he, he standing he was, so hard he, for Rick he Ross? Was, he was just he was just pocket watching. He was just uh, he's just a Ross fan. I don't know. I it's don't know. giving billionaire stance. <laughs> it's I, giving just weird stance. Right, so. and I've said that. I like look. I don't get how y'all stand like rich people. Like, what do you do to stand a rich person? Because like, if you stand in an actor or a comedian or a musician mm-hmm. or an artist, it's like, yo, you look at their paintings. Oh, you listen to their music and you yeah. love to dance. Or oh, you watch their material. If you stand a billionaire, what do you just got a photo of Elon Musk up? Do you twerk I... to his Forbes <laughs> quotes? What do you do? How does he, that? How is that fun? He got a portrait, a picture of, of Teslas, like all every different type of <laughs> Tesla on his wall. But I don't know, man. Like I just you know I just think it's funny when people they come in my inbox and they they expect because maybe they view me as such a status that I will never respond but I'll be having time okay <laughs> I be busy but I work a lot from home so if you come at me in the day. oh baby let me tell you free Wi-Fi all day okay and I'm gonna snap back hard and vicious like don't don't play with me I don't come at the audience like when she said you can send the audience he might mess with you I don't mess with my audience that's number one number two you run up on the stage. You will get hurt. I have an armed security guard. We've had an armed security guard for the last two years that travels with us. Oh, wow. Armed, okay? We're not knocking people out. He's armed. We pay him very well to be able to carry that pistol everywhere. So just be warned. Yes, absolutely. I ain't got no time to be fighting with nobody. Don't get pew pewed at a Yeah, because that that t shirt going to be hilarious. I'm going to put you on the tour T-shirt. You're going to be part of the marketing. They're going to put you in the clouds. Don't do it. It's Nobody be, wants to be photoshopped into the clouds. It's going to be the GoFundMe the tour. Oh, no. I'm going to change the name of it. Oh, no. Fresh Place and Jokes. Listen. That, yeah, you're absolutely right, though. It's like... I get it to a certain extent. People have feelings and they, they want to express them. I'm different from you in that mm-hmm. respect. I do not clap back for the most part at people. You got a certain image. I don't. It's not even about the image. I just don't want you to feel seen. I won't even oh, block you. Gotcha. I will see your shit and I'll mute you. I won't even That's block right. you so you can screenshot it and feel like you saw, like I saw your shit. Look like, at I God. Look that. how God be working in your life. See, I'm too petty. <laughs> I'm too bad. I was the t- I've done That's this me before. That's petty, though, because I'm like, you'll never know that I saw this. I like that. I take the different approach. I'm more hands-on. <laughs> more hands-on. This guy it. one time, like, cut me off. Like, I had to swerve because he made a left into oncoming traffic into my lane. You know you know, I know this story, right? Oh, about me following him yep. home? Yep. Yep. I'm still about that life. I'm still out here. And this story is behind the paywall, so I'm so sorry, y'all. Stitcher <laughs> Premium, they be robbing us. Uh, use code SCAM for um, a free trial, and then Dang. you can listen to this story because it's a very good story. Yep. That's why I remember it. Yep. That was like a, over a year ago. Yes, I still it was. remember that story because it was funny as hell. Yes. But which leads me into my first question for you. What's your relationship with scams now since you've been on the show before? Have any scams happened since? Are you loving a scam in particular? Are you perpetrating a scam yourself? It could be anything. Listen, I I was jealous initially of everybody that scammed the government with those. Oh, checks. that PPE? Oh man, <laughs> I'm seeing 
I, what can we say on the show? I'm saying N words going no, crazy. Oh, listen, oh no, we we swears up in here. This I'm is, seeing niggas going crazy. You hear me? <laughs> Buying everything. I'm like, fuck, I missed out on that shit, right? And then Did you see Pretty Ricky? The blue Yeah, and what's th- his th- name? that shit so happened. Blue flame or what? I don't know none of those guys' names. No disrespect, just wasn't a group that I really followed. I like lived that. in Miami when oh, I was yeah, 13. But then you had to. So you know it's like five in the morning. <laughs> I'm up having sex with y'all. So is, honey. Is but I was like 13. For? Yeah, I was like, so inappropriate. honey. <laughs> oh, no, I was so inappropriate as a child. So inappropriate. My mom got on me one time because I was listening to Say Yes by Flo Tree. If you know, you know. Oh, shit. I was in the car with my parents, and it, at the end of the song, it'd be like, Yeah. Let me tell you something. And my mom was like, shut up. Stop. I didn't know Janet Jackson was that nasty. I missed the Jackson I know, but here's the thing. I missed the phase. Like, I was like, Five, six years too late for all the stuff that came out previously. And mm-hmm. when I came up, it was like like hip-hop. So I grew up on... So when I'm, I'm going through making old-school playlists and I found the warmth of my mouth from Miss <laughs> Janet Jackson, I say, hold up! Hold up! And then uh, anytime... In, oh, Janet has some songs. Anytime, anyplace. And I love oh. the music video for that because there's like a point where she's outside fucking on the balcony and yeah. there's like an old lady yeah. looking from the other balcony. I like that. Like a retro porno. Yes. Like when I was a kid and we would get Skinamax, it would always be... Skinamax? <laughs> we'd be in the base. My uncle's converted garage uh-huh. and we'd be watching sex court and all types of oh, shit. Yes. And it would be like, oh, they go into the chambers to talk. I but they, you am. know they're going to be fucking. And then there's always like a stenographer who was looking in the <laughs> window. <laughs> She'd be like, ooh, this is sexual. <laughs> First of all, good job on using all the jargon associated with court. Uh, that's Listen, I know one. court. You got to know court yeah, when you that do is crime. True. That is true. Number two, I love doing it in public. I am an exhibitionist. <gasps> wow. Yeah, I be about that You going to Amsterdam and whatnot? Well, here's the thing. Amsterdam is different. I tried to go to the Red Light District. It just feels too transactional to me. Oh, well, that's like, they, they're they supposed to have, like, clubs, too. I just know that I saw one of my teachers, uh, like a like a fifth grade or a sixth mm-hmm. grade teacher, on, on um, Real Sex. And, oh, and the timing really added up, because I was like, maybe it's not her. But then the time added up that she had come back with these clogs. And then she said she was... <laughs> was well, like, there like, you have it. That Yeah. Amsterdam got some good treats. Hella cheese, and they definitely got them clogs. Mm. I did some good shopping in Amsterdam. But back to the scams. Yes, scams. Um, so the PPE, mm-hmm. I hate that I, I missed that one, but I'm glad I I, I did at the end of the day. Oh, it. they was they coming to get people still yeah. with them scams. They're like, you're uh, not a farmer. <laughs> yeah, I, listen. I, I mean, it's time for Texas, and I was about to, you know, what I'm saying holler at somebody, but then I remember I had already got flagged for that a couple years ago, and then the IRS hit me with um a letter. That uh, that just it wore me down for about for about two weeks. So I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm not going. I'm I've just been good lately. I've been. I mean, look, the IRS is criminally underfunded on purpose so that they can only audit the upper middle class and the middle class. So they don't even go after billionaires for real, for real, because those people Lucky can them. inundate them with paperwork. They can pull up with a U-Haul of paperwork and bury them in wow. out like labor. So they're like, we'd rather get. Uh, smaller amounts of coins from mm-hmm. people that we can audit quicker than actually go after the people who are siphoning the wealth of this country, which is so fucked, which means so that crazy. we're the ones that they're going to come after because that's they just do. how it is. Oh, indeed, indeed. I am going to get on a billionaire status and just start putting 
Three or four words on each. You could never be a billionaire to hear because you don't want to be responsible for people's murder. I know that you are a sweet man. And if you want to be a billionaire, you have to do a couple of murders. That's what everybody says. Everybody says you can't become a billionaire without getting your hand, get some some dirt on your hands. You literally can't. It has to be some way. Scams, Amazon is covered up. You know how many people die on the job and they like sweep, sweep, sweep? They like get that dirt devil out, like, ooh. That is wild. Wild. Damn, that's crazy to think there's no good way to become a billionaire. Become that much. No, because you're hoarding wealth at that point. Nobody mm-hmm. needs to be a billionaire. No one needs a billion dollars in their lifetime. So you don't think you need a billion dollars? Look, I could I be cute with a bill? Absolutely. You fine now. With a billion though? <laughs> Come on. You got a you got a wig for every room. You walk out of the living room, put on another wig. Walk around the kitchen with another... I mean, come on. If I was a billionaire, I wouldn't even wash my own ass. I have people come scrub me every day. Put makeup on me while I'm in bed laying down. Straight Dolly Parton. Looking like a bad bitch at 3 a.m. while I'm asleep. Like... I would probably get a dick extension just to see what it's like. Because I've never Sir. wanted, like, uh, I've never wanted to be, like, a porn star. Nobody just like that's like a, a lot of extension from you. And you know what? Here's the thing, though. <laughs> like, I feel like women do so much. Like, they get, you know, implants and they get the, the, the butt shots. I just would be interested to see what it's like. So you just do it in solidarity. Yeah, I would I would do okay. it, you know, to support the ladies. But you also, I would go back. Etching. I would Everybody go back. Does yeah, I, I, but I'm, I've been losing weight. I've been doing it the right way, so... I've been watching my carbs and calories, working out four you days a week. great. Thank you. But listen, I don't believe in the right way. Look, if you can get a little nip tuck, whatever you can do, whatever you want to do. I am not above it's it. It's good for you. I am not above it. Or if, like, I, we're not fat phobic on this podcast, like, if you love your body no matter what size it is, yeah. like, that's the body that you popping with. And, and people need to quit playing, like... America is mostly people who are like what the like average size is like fourteen, yeah. and, and then we are we literally have all these women and and men who are like starving themselves, and I know because I have model friends and mm-hmm. like I've I've you know sipped on some Sprite flavored poo poo water, like they they got <laughs> strategies, and it's not I, healthy. I get it. My some wife are naturally thin, some people aren't, but I'm just saying like. If you love your body, fuck with your body. If you want to change something about your body, change it. I just want to change how, how my shirts it. fit. That's it. I want to make sure my, like, my shirt right now fit. That could be a tailor, But though, it could fit. Yeah, hear. but not for t-shirts. I'm not finna take a $40 t-shirt just to go get tailored. I'm just losing, Why like, not? Seven to eight pounds, Lacey. That's all of it. My wife it's likes me this size. It's going to take you longer to do that than it would it's to tailor the t-shirt. I get my pants tailored. All of my okay. jeans are tailored. But I get my, my pants My t-shirts, tailored. I'm not. My wife likes the size, but I be like, but bitches, though. Right, but what because, do you need, bitches? You got a wife. Well, here's hear? the thing. Here's the thing. Hit me out. Hit me out. Okay. Hit me out. I'm hearing you out because this is giving me very uh, Just fuck boy on. rhetoric. No, no, no. First of all, fuck boy goes along with scam, so you should be impressed with it. That's number one. <laughs> number two, you don't want to just look nice to your spouse. You still want to feel attractive. Like, I feel like women think that guys don't like compliments. Y'all don't be giving us shit in the compliment area. Oh, no, all I we give y'all compliments. Y'all all don't, y'all, y'all say, me. all ladies say is, ooh, you smell good. Ooh, that's a nice knife. Okay, y'all never hit a guy with like, good. damn, you handsome as fuck. I like the way your freckles Maybe popping. Maybe because we don't want to sexually harass you because we got cooth. Okay. You know what? If I say you smell good, you can't go to HR and be like, she said I smell good. That is. You know what I mean? That's a sick compliment. I can't be like, hey, hey, to hear good to see that thing is thanging. Because it is. I absolutely would prefer. That's exactly why I don't wear drawers with these thin shorts. (laughs) Because I want you to see this thing thanging. You think I'm just working out the body? No, this penis is getting stroked and poked. Every night, so the listen. I have two Snicker bars fused into one. The Vainage. 
the vanish that I'm walking around every day with. You understand me? Right. That's exactly what I'm doing it for. Serious, it's been real. I'm going to go ahead and head out. I'm going to grab my purse and I'm going to go. I'm going to go. But actually, uh, I am going to go for one minute uh, for some non-scam advertisements. Scams! Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about. Children. Yes, Whitney said they are our future, and don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher, okay? Which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks. Trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing right over there. I got on the underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. And we are back. And guys, as always... Snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes. Fuck up your bag. Amen. Dear, I need a fake name for this person. We don't care about gender here. It could be anything. Dontavious. Dontavious. Love it. Love it. So Dontavious says, you know what, Dontavious, I'm going to read this because it's very short. You said, Dontavious says, first off, absolutely adore you, your energy, chef's kiss on the the scamming. Oh, thank you, Dontavious. Because uh, some people are complaining that I don't read the nice things. But I read them to myself. Like, why I got to read nice things about myself to y'all? People it just feels, feels in a, like Nene Leakes would say, it feels inappropriate. Like, mm, mm, that's a hard law. <laughs> why does everyone in Atlanta say inappropriate like that? Like, Man. inappropriate. <laughs> Where did the R go? All of that. Where did the R go? 
So Dontavia says, this happened a few years ago. My partner was looking for work and got a job offer to work from home. They'd ship packages to our house with a new shipping label inside. He'd check them, put the new shipping label on, and then send it off. We'd never seen or heard of the scam before, but it felt fishy. Yeah, because why you need a middleman in, in shipping packages? Mm-hmm. But y'all did it, though. Yeah, they did it. Absolutely. Love that, Dontavious. So I went and checked out the company. Looked up their address and phone number. It all looks legit, real building and everything. But as these packages came in with everything from toys to high-end computer parts, that feeling never went away. Yeah, because why do we need a middleman for sending packages? Mm. I did a little more digging and found out that it was a shipping scam where people would steal other people's information and use it to buy these items. They'd ship them to an unsuspecting person, basically a mule, to throw off their own trail. Once we caught on and we talked to the post office and the police about what to do with these packages. They both told us to ship them back to the scammers. We said, fuck that, and kept a number of big ticket items, including a new switch and some computer parts. Figuring if the cops or anyone wasn't going to do anything, why should we send these back when we could use them or sell them ourselves? Damn. Ah, damn. Now, Tavis, I feel like y'all did the right thing. Scam the scammers. <sighs> Scam the scammers. Because they were putting a lot of trust in y'all, but at the same time, the scammers already got their coins. Yeah. So if the person on the other end doesn't get theirs, then y'all both won. Man, this feels like an equal opportunity scamployment. That you know? is, I remember one time I was working at Journeys. Oh my goodness, you worked at Journeys? I worked at Journeys. The this sneaker like, place yeah. for, for all of the white children and people yeah. who well, they only lived around too. white children they like They had me. some Tims, okay? They, they did have some butters. They, not, they, not they would have some pink Tims. Yeah, yeah, every now and then they came through with something. But I'm working at Journeys and this this couple comes in and this card looks funny. Looked like a gift card, but it also looked like the swipe part had been... Basically, what I think is like they took the swipe part off of another somebody else's card mm-hmm. and then taped it or glued it, and they was like, "Oh, it broke in my wallet." It was given rush card. Oh, listen, big gift card with the credit card swipe energy. <laughs> so me and my homeboy, they buying up everything. Then I was like, "All right, cool, you're told." And they was like, "Go ahead, and get y'all something too." And that's when I knew. That's when I knew <laughs> these motherfuckers had got me. But I went in and got me three pair too. I went ahead and did. <laughs> It, it definitely happened, but yeah, it was a whole investigation. I feel like when anybody says get something for yourself, oh, you and they're not is. a close friend, yeah. you know what it is. Yeah. I when I didn't have insurance, I had a lapse in insurance because you could stay on your insurance till you were twenty six, mm-hmm. and I was acting, and so like I had like maybe six months where I wasn't on insurance when mm-hmm. I turned twenty six, right? And I had a friend who I worked with at a restaurant, and I have anxiety, mm-hmm. and he would. Like, I could buy Xanax from him, but it was, like, legitimate Xanax. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time, and I could I could use, like, one bar for, like, a year. Because mm-hmm. I don't have that frequent of panic attacks, but when I have them, yeah. I don't want to go to the hospital and pay $300. Yeah, that you know? makes sense. Because I didn't have insurance. And so, one time, I got Xanax from him, and it was the last time, and he was like, oh, I threw in a little extra for you. And I said, like, now, wait a minute. <laughs> Since when a drug dealer's throwing in a little extra? They're never doing that. They don't, the math ain't math. So I got home and I Googled the number on the pills uh-huh. and they were fentanyl. Wow. And I flushed them immediately and right. then I texted him and I was like, how dare you, Alejandro? We were friends. 
I made sure you didn't get fired with your trifling ass so you could start your rap career, you bitch. And like, but he, but because he was like, get a little something for yourself. I was like, right. mm-mm. Something yeah. right? Something yeah. right? Yeah. That's, you know, it's, it's so crazy because a lot of drugs have that in them. But it's all about the measurement, and it it's is. just it's like don't even like, chance it. You're a street pharmacist. You're yeah. not a chemist, right? Like, don't I, I don't trust anybody that says get a little something extra for yourself unless you're sending me yearly Christmas cards. Like if you're that thoughtful, <laughs> you're gonna remember Christmas and my birthday. Hey, from your neighborhood drug dealer, just wanted to wish you happy <laughs> birthday. You know what I'm saying? How the kids doing? Anyway, look forward to seeing you next Friday. The, na- the neighborhood drug dealer yeah. is like also like a, a state like a staple of the community. Yeah. <laughs> He's teaching the kids how to start fires with sticks, like yeah, and pulls out a gun, like, shoots yeah. at somebody from the opposite side, then goes like, back. We got the Boy Scouts. It's spelled B O I. Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts. Okay. It's a pillar in this community. But Black Latimer, I sell drugs to the community. I'm doing healing. I'm just like Pfizer. Okay. He's balancing. He's balancing. I got balancing. a vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about balance, man. It's yes. all about balance. But no, if that's if if somebody's giving you if it seems too good to be true it and you really can't is. figure out where the incentive is coming from, listen, it I've is. missed a lot of vagina because it just seemed too good to be true. Yeah, come on over. I stay in the, the Watts. Ain't nobody. See, I stay in the good side. part of Watts. Baby girl. <laughs> the good part of Watts. Baby girl. Baby girl. Come on now. Come we don't on. have as many shootings as the other parts of Watts. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the ambulance in like 12 hours. Yeah, the helicopters only fly over our neighborhood twice a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it's good. Really good. I'm good. No. See, that's what's wrong with y'all men. That's why I stopped dating, period. Because I was so tired of, like, being nice to people and then them being like, what, is this a scam? Hey, listen. Because like, like, that's all straight men want. They want you to, like, kick them and put your foot on their neck and, Whoa, and, and hey, hate it and hey. be horrible to them. And then they're like, oh, no. that's the woman for me. Oh, not when oh, we got clothes she's on. she's so mean. I love no. her. No, that's BDSM. That is, that's, if clothes are off, I'm completely <laughs> fine with that. But not fully clothed. Come on, have some decorum about I yourself. I was speaking metaphorically, but now we know where your head's at. Absolutely. Always. <laughs> Always. That saved my marriage. We had to spice it up. <laughs> I met my wife in 2005 in the hallway at our college. I was like, I, we've been together for a while. We had to spice it up. I love that for you. Yeah, man. I love I, this journey. I have not known anyone but my best friends for that long. Really? Yeah. I've been single for like 10 years. Shut the f- up, yeah. Lacey. Yeah, the more successful I get, the harder it gets. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> and NBA. listen, I'm a chocolatey black woman. Y'all read them articles on The Guardian because people try to say that we're bitter and that that's why we can't date. And I'm like, it's not that. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to hook you. you up with my person that signed the NDA. That's how you date. You just got to date with an NDA in L.A. That's all. When you do that, like, motherfuckers will be too afraid to text, tweet, You know those anything. aren't ironclad, though. Listen. My lawyer said the best NDA is don't tell people shit you don't want them to know. <laughs> What about showing them? Because <laughs> that's what I'd be worried about. <laughs> Shit. Oh, God. Ah, the scams continue. Well, you know what? We're going to move into historic hoodwinks. <laughs> On that note, before either of us uh, put ourselves in a compromising position, mm. historic hoodwinks. Today, uh, we're talking about John Darwin. Um I'm going to note up top here, the majority of this research for this article comes from Arbery Ward's The Times article, How I Exposed the Curious Case of the Canoe Man John Darwin, as well as the work of journalist David Lay. So, uh, shout out to Caitlin. We always like to give our journalists credits here. We'll also credit those articles in the footnotes if you'd like to visit those articles and read more, share with your friends, or fact check, because some of y'all... 
Some of y'all really need the facts to be checked. And we got them for you. So, when John Darwin disappeared on a morning canoe outing in 2002, the world thought he was dead and had left a mountain of debt behind him. When he miraculously reappeared five years later, it was discovered his story was not as simple as a bout of amnesia. So, John went missing in March 21 of 2002. Um, I feel like that was like a busy time for America. Like 2001, we had 9-11 in September. Yep. Yep. So, you know. I graduated 2002. From where? High like, school. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're at the Farmer Martin age. I graduated oh, two? in 2009. Yeah. Okay. So, um, John Darwin, a prison officer and former teacher, took off in his canoe in the Seton Carew on the co-Durham coast of England. Okay. Oh, so we're British. I should have been talking like this the whole time. <sighs> Witnesses saw him leaving his home to head off towards the mouth of the river. And this is the River Tees, a busy shipping canal. When his wife Anne returned from her receptionist job later that evening, his car was in the driveway, but he wasn't home. Mm. Mm. Okay. okay. That can mean a lot of things to a wife. Yeah, yeah. Was like John stepping out? Was he had, did he have, you know, he a couple been... toes out the door? Did yeah. she think he was with somebody else? She reported her husband missing that evening, which was followed by a large-scale search operation. I always... Have you ever searched for a missing person? I haven't, but that was fast for... Uh, maybe they do it up fast. I mean, different over there. You know over America's here, trash. We'll oh, yeah, like, America's trash. They'd be like, wait he probably was at a bar drinking. They'll wait forever. We gotta wait eight weeks, and then <laughs> we'll see if she did. <laughs> Is she black? Oh, then we gonna wait a really yeah. long time. <laughs> if it's us, I feel like they go out into the woods and be like, she need go out? They, they whisper your name out the car. As okay, going 90. she's dead, guys. Somebody yeah. want this iPod we found on the trail? It is hers. Yeah. But we're not going to follow the, the lead. <laughs> That's why I told my family, I was like, if I go missing, don't tell don't tell nobody I'm black. Yeah, there you, you go. You better say she had a way about her. And, La- and Lacey, You better say she had yeah. a smile that could light up a room. That part. She had long Brazilian hair. These are all facts. Yeah. Somebody's going to come out when they need a picture to identify her. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, all this time I thought she was white. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. No, play the podcast. Do not tell people I'm black. They will not look for us. For a long time I thought that black people didn't go missing. Yeah. And then I realized that they just don't look for us. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. They don't report on it. They don't. Think about it. Every time you get an Amber Alert on your phone, when is it a black girl? When? Yeah. It's hard. It's hard out here. So... The following morning, a mm-hmm. paddle was retrieved from the sea, but John was still missing, so they didn't mm. found one paddle. He's mm. without a paddle. Four days after his disappearance, the search was called off, and it was assumed that he drowned. It. <laughs> I hate that. I mean, it's not wrong statistically for the most part, but it's just like, damn, y'all just like, okay, well, we all have to give up. We got other missing people to look hey, man, for. They, they need- <laughs> Another blonde white woman is missing. They we need gotta- that, those bodies. It's like, we got to get back on the streets. Motherfuckers are running wild, stealing tea. Is Crumpets missing in every goddamn store? We got to get the police back out here with the batons. So four days after, they call it off. It took six weeks for the smashed canoe to wash ashore with no sign of John. And we have a picture of the smashed canoe. I mean, is it that smashed? It looks pretty... It's pretty It's pretty smashed and disheveled. The front of it smashed, so water could have got in. And then the side is smashed, too. And they were saying that they found one canoe, I mean, one paddle. It's only one paddle when you're canoeing. That's why I was like, they found the canoe. Because I've canoed in a, uh, yeah, the marina. If especially if you're 
Yeah, you're right person. here. You're yeah, just you're going right here with one, it. one. You don't need two paddles. Yeah, so, so if he, he was stuck without the canoe, I mean, without the paddle, he's fucked at that point anyway. So he gave the, he gave the girls up creek without a paddle by throwing one <laughs> paddle away immediately. Yes. And then look at where the canoe's broken. Like you could easily like stomp the thinnest part yeah, of the canoe. Yeah, you really could. It's just fiberglass. And then just ship it. You know, back into you the river. Ship it, ship it into the river. <laughs> you went to FedEx. You wrapped it up. You got Change the labels. You put the label on it, and then you was like, "Yeah, just drop this anywhere like along the river bank." You change yes. the labels, Absolutely. and then you just Absolutely. ship it back into the river. <laughs> That's Praise what God. it's giving. Okay. So five years. Yeah. It took five years. On December seventh, two thousand seven, John Darwin walked into a police station in London, claiming to have amnesia. Now, if you got amnesia. Your brain first went to the authorities? Like, I'm not going to the police if I have amnesia. First of all, he walked into the police. <laughs> he walked into the police station with that outfit on and amnesia. You you knew how to be dressed? What, what you have on? I want to see yeah. five years of that outfit that you got lost in. That outfit is not giving amnesia because you definitely didn't wear that outfit in the, in the canoe. Nah, that's giving me and my side bitch broke up. Uh, let me go on home to the right. old man. Right, I was I, I was a homosexual, so yeah. we moved in immediately mm-hmm. after we met on single old bloke Stockholm. <laughs> Shut up! And like they had their last tea and crumpets, and he was like, "Okay, I'm out of my ass. I gotta, yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do something." Mm-hmm. So according to John, he could remember his name and that he was from Hartlepool. But otherwise, he had no memory of the previous seven years. So no memory of his debt, no memory of him faking his own death, no memory of his crime, no other memories. His last memory was of his vacation in Norway in 2000. Convenient. Because on March 2002, he did. Mm. So about Anne. Anne had met John when she was 11 as school children. They married in their early 20s and had two sons. John had an obsession with making and keeping money and became delusioned with teaching early in his career. I don't know what disillusioned with teaching means. Like, Me either. I mean, so he liked teaching? I don't know what y'all trying to say. With the help of his young sons, he entered into a slew of money-making schemes, including breeding African snails to sell to restaurants, painting gnomes to sell... What? Painting gnomes to sell out of the trunk of his car. Wow. Gnomes are very specific as a thing. The garden gnomes. Maybe it's a big thing over there in Britain. You don't know. Maybe. The motherfuckers are serious about the, the, the garden gnomes. They you know? do be on a weird type of time in the UK. Maybe the <laughs> maybe the Brits do love a Wait gnome. Wait a second. Can we go back to the kids' heads real yes, quick? Like, give me let's, that let's of just, kids. Let's, that's, that's what'll let me know he's crazy. That he's okay with those kids sucking like that. He gave those them ki- bowl haircuts with a literal bowl. It's giving like a Dixie bowl on top of their head. And yeah. then he went around it with some safety scissors. I don't trust those fucking kids, especially that one with that sash, okay? I will push <laughs> that little fucker down. What? He was in the, I uh, don't the like gang him. scouts. Mm-mm. He was in the community gang scouts. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I pushed the kid today, okay? <laughs> the little fucker said I look like Lisa Simpson and I lost my shit. Oh, my God. I pushed the fuck out of that kid. He had to be about five or four, but he gonna learn about speaking to adults without raising his hand. Okay, but Lisa Simpson is kind of funny though. Like, it is you funny. Couldn't laugh. At that's it. that's what it was. That's what really made me mad. That it was the it was funny. Like it was that <laughs> spot on. I was like, what kind of fucking perception does this kid have? You know what? He turned around. Bow. Just a quick. Just a quick. It's, one. it's mm. like a little shake. Yeah. Just a little check. Yeah. Look, yeah. I'll right at Seven Eleven. Right at Seven Eleven. Dipped f- out. My real height is short enough to fight kids, but y'all know I'm five nine. But um, I, I am short enough with a weight enough to fight Listen. kids. It's a fair fight. Mm-hmm. Okay? One dollar on the ground when they they bend down and grab a dollar, just push the shit out of them. Gotta be quicker okay? than that. Be quicker than that. <laughs> so 
with the help of his young sons, he's got all these hustles going on. He's selling gnomes out of the trunk of his car like mm-hmm. he's bruh man. Um, he signed his 15-year-old son up to be a door-to-door salesman. At the time, John went on to have an affair with one of the company's agents. So he had gotten involved in all these schemes with his kids. And he was like, you're going to be a door-to-door vacuum salesman Mm. or whatever to his 15-year-old son. And then he was like, and I'm going to fuck the (laughs) door-to-door vacuum salesman manager. (laughs) Wow. Wow. How are you going to cheat on your girl like this, John? In the 90s, John acquired 14 properties with visions of becoming a landlord and to collect rentable properties. And we mm-hmm. all know if you dream of being a landlord, you do dream of scams. Mm. Two of those properties were adjacent homes in Seton Carew. It was actually originally one dwelling that had been split into two, though still connected through a series of doors and corridors, which is like a kind of common thing. So it's like he got this place and he was like, I'm going to cut it up into two houses, mm-hmm. even though... He- Y- y'all just lock the door behind you. Right. <laughs> y'all, it's a, it's a Jack and Jill bathroom. Yeah. Y'all both yeah. lock it on both sides, and then now it's two houses. Just never open the door. Yeah, knock before you go in. <laughs> right. It was also the last property deal that came with an especially large mortgage and left John drowning in debt. So mm. he's buying up these houses because he's like, this is Monopoly. I'm right. going to get a house on, you know, all the blue, on Boardwalk. Mm. I'm going to get a house on, on the green shit. What was the broke shit on Monopoly? The brown shit? I don't like that. I don't like that. Why was the brown shit the broke stuff? Mm. You know Monopoly was was created to show the dangers of capitalism? By a woman and was stolen by a man. Mm. Oh, you know I know. Mm. Okay? Mm. Do better, fellas. Do right. better. And, then, and, and that's why, like, if you ever think of capitalism and you think upon it favorably... Just remember how nobody can get through a game of Monopoly without a fist fight. I have a yeah. scar from Monopoly from my cousin Germanica. I've said that on this podcast before where we start fighting because I, I don't know. Somebody was hiding money under the board. The yep. banker was that, stealing it. That and it was, was my like, gra- we got a tussle. That we was my grandma. That was my, I call, Your grandma was That's why I never scary. played Monopoly again. I had to call my grandma a goofy bitch for putting <laughs> three $500 bills under the edge of the thing and thinking I wasn't going to see it. Talking about, could you reach back there and grab something? Every time I turn around, she's grabbing money from under the goddamn board. How you calling your I apologize. Like I apologize, but I don't like that cheating shit. This okay? is terrible. Me, Oh, my God. See, but capitalism tears people apart. It does. Okay? You don't want to be calling your me, a goofy bitch. Okay? Goofy bitch. You sit up here with that goddamn <laughs> I don't think I've ever ended a game of Monopoly. We all just get to the point where someone has the Monopoly and then we're mad at them. And that's it. And that's literally what billionaires are. They're people who have a Monopoly and we're mad at them. The game is not fun. Everybody likes Elon Musk right now, right? Do they? They, 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 Elon Musk is just like Donald Trump in the 90s and early 2000s. When Donald Trump was on WWE, listen. Elon's companies are actually not failing. Donald Trump. I hear you, but like he's in all the rap songs. They motherfucking rappers are talking about him. He's everywhere. He's buying shit up. He just bought Twitter. And now he's like, yeah, we should close Facebook down. He wants to close it down so Twitter is all we have left. And then he's going to start a subscription base. I'm telling you. Then I don't gonna even run know if he's going to end up buying it because he's already starting to backpedal. Um, I don't know when this episode is going to come out. But, you know, he said he was going to end world hunger if they could give him a plan. Right. He would give him, you know, 
six billion dollars right then he was like actually nermine because plan <laughs> um nermine and now you know he done had a midlife crisis and he was like i'm gonna buy twitter and it's like twitter's a money pit bro and you're also buying it over value and you're yeah. like jeopardizing tesla to do it like what are you doing and the funny thing is is like this is a scam everybody thinks that elon musk is an engineer and that he made tesla and that he made paypal he did not he acquired these things he's an excellent businessman i'm not going to mm-hmm. take away his genius in business mm-hmm. and being an excellent capitalist he would definitely win every game of monopoly if they did Monopoly like they do um, like poker in Vegas where you can yeah. watch it on TV you would watch Elon Musk roll the dice and be like oh he moving the car oh he passing go oh he collected $200 <laughs> yes like he knows what he's doing Yeah. but let's not act like the man makes things okay, okay. alright All right. Google it he ain't making none of them things I got you he is not a founder. And people don't know this. <laughs> I did not know that. I thought he made, I thought no. he was part of a team that created PayPal, sold that, got rich, and then came up with Tesla. Because I know he had a couple companies where he almost went bankrupt, and mm. then like some shit came through right at the end. The branding end. is just strong. Damn. And then they start calling Elon Musk an African American because he's from South Africa. And I yeah. said, bitch, I have to I saw leave. That. I I'm saw going. That part right there. What? Yeah. Not, not he. Bless their heart. Not an Afrikaner. You talking about he's an African American? I Bless their heart. Hilarious. So, now he's drowning in debt because mm-hmm. he's over here buying up all these properties trying to be like the biggest landlord. So he was either in denial or he was delusional about it. So he continued living beyond his means, fashioning himself a mini empire complete with a fancy new Range Rover. Because mm. he's a scammer. You can't let yeah. people know that the scam yeah, is down yeah, yeah. bad. You got to keep living off credit. According to Anne, he convinced himself he was going to be a millionaire. That's the reason he decided to disappear, because he couldn't face what he saw as the humiliation of being declared bankrupt. <sighs> I mean, also, like, you just don't want to become bankrupt. I feel like if I owe the government, like, even if I owe them, like, Lauren Hill money, I'm not going to jail. I'm about to disappear. I'm going to leave a paddle on one side of the ocean, and I'm going to get in there to start crew rowing. Something. Something. I'm going to swim like Michael Phelps to an <laughs> island. Y'all like going to catch me. In December 2001, John took out a $50,000 British pound, which is roughly 72000 USD because the pound has always been stronger than the wait, dollar. Wait, wait. It's mm-hmm. actually very embarrassing. It's very embarrassing when you go to try to trade in your money for British money. Even the euro is still a little stronger than the dollar. Yeah. Like, this is very ghetto. Like, why do we have such high self-esteem? America's ass. We have the worst health care. Mm-hmm. We, we are being getting our asses beat in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Whoa! We dying and like, like <laughs> whoa, we dying. I'm just yeah, like, yeah. we not winning at anything. No, and we still keep being like number one. It's like I don't. Well, we are winning we're in not audacity. Number one in education. We're not the number <laughs> one in quality of life. We're not yeah. even the number one in mortality. But but audacity. <laughs> oh, plethora of it. We're living off vibes. <laughs> Americans like we got number one vibes. <laughs> Listen, I hear all of that, but everybody still wants to come over here. Knowing that, knowing that it is all of those things, people still want to come to the States. Because we're a scam country. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. Off, we operate with confidence. Mm-hmm. We ain't got no money. We in debt to everybody. Oh, we ain't never paying. Listen, I'm not paying my student loans back until we pay China back. <laughs> ain't no fucking way we paying China back. You understand me? China just over there like, fuck, man. I guess we just lost that shit, man. <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy? I could pay my student loan. I have one loan because I went... To school on full tuition scholarship, but I had on one now. for housing, and because my parents were like we don't want you to work, and I haven't paid it off because I was like I'm just gonna wait. Listen, <laughs> Joe Biden, what's up, baby? What's good? <laughs> take me to Joe dinner. Tavious. You Joe said you're gonna take care of that. Joe I paid Tavious. one off. You said you had us. Yep. 
My parents paid one off, but then I was like, I'm not paying mine. I'm just going. Y'all can have this a little bit every month. I don't give a shit. Like, look, interest my ass. I'll pay that shit back when y'all pay China back. And my little money ain't holding y'all love from paying China back. Bitch, you ain't got it. Right. What you going to do with my little money? A drop in the bucket. That's Especially it. with my taxes. Y'all got Listen, enough. Y'all don't need. I'm fine. Sally, sit your ass down, okay? That's it. So he also told Anne, this is John, he told Anne that he would rather fake his own death than deal with the shame of filing for bankruptcy. Okay, you know, real hot girl shit. <laughs> when Anne argued, he threatened, it's either that or I do it for real. So he was like, either you're going to let me fake my own death or I'm going to do my death for real. Which mm. I don't think that John was going to do his own death. I think that was nah. just a threat because he was like, you better not tell nobody that I fake my own death. So despite his threat, when John disappeared, Anne genuinely believed that he had drowned. After he had been gone for a year, she truly thought he was dead. I don't know if you really thought that, Anne. I think you just realized, like, he told you he was about to fake his own death and, like, you don't want to be implicated. Right. And you waited Absolutely. five years and didn't say shit. So you were like, yeah, no, I really thought he had been. Yeah. Muerto. We had a whole, like, uh, little yeah, funeral yeah. for him with no casket, just like a photo on just a little a memorial, stick. yeah. With a oh, wreath. Stick. Okay. You know they put the little two sticks and they put the big photo. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And on then the they easel. have like yeah, on the easel. <laughs> she said the two sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Go to pay the people their money back. Go and pay them. <laughs> That's why I shouldn't pay them their money back. If I can't remember what easel is, I don't I don't owe the education system Yo, nothing. That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> so they put the photo of him on the easel with some flowers mm-hmm. and then they lit some candles and whatnot. Yeah. Probably put, like, the little ore in front of it, you know, and put some candles around that. You know, so she was like, we had memorialized him. He was dead and gone. Um, After he had been gone for a year, she truly believed that he was dead, right? She made claims on the life insurance, the mortgage insurance policies, and it totaled about 250,000 British pounds, which is roughly about 360,000 USD. Mm. In 2006, four years after John's death, she went on vacation to Panama and made the subsequent decision to move her life there. Mm. So now she on the run. Okay. But making it cute. She's right. like, oh, yeah, I got this little money, but it's because he dead, dead, y'all. Yeah. He extra dead. So among the reasons she couldn't immediately return to England and return to her husband's side, Anne said she had to stay in Panama to sign her things that were being shipped over from the U.K. So when he came back, she was like, oh, I, I'm going to come, but um, we got packages coming, and then they got to go to a third party who's going to put another label on put them. Put another label on it. And then when they then the label come to me, uh-huh. you know, UPS in Panama is very slow. <laughs> very slow. We only got one truck. It's like, what can Brown do for you? <laughs> K, K can Brown do you know, and like, <laughs> it just takes a little longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She also cited immigration issues. Anne gave little more information than that, and her interview with David was published. So getting caught. After a photo, mm-hmm. the day after a photo surfaced that changed the narrative entirely. The photo showed Anne and John together next to a real estate agent, but the photo was taken in Panama dated... July 14, 2006, 18 months before John emerged from his amnesia trip. So now they got this photo of them. Wow. And this means that he was in Panama. The whole time, probably. Before he pulled up to the police officers and was like, uh, where am I? Yeah. Is this a police station? I don't know who I am and I definitely don't know who I owe. <laughs> I definitely don't know who I owe any money. Um, <laughs> Here to start my life over. If I can't remember it, it never happened. It never happened. <laughs> Which love that for them. So here they are. Why are y'all taking? Why are y'all commemorating? <sighs> why are y'all commemorating moments? Hey, when that. you know damn well you owe mm. people money and you in the wind. Love this for them. 
Also, love that he stuck beside Ann because, you yeah. know, they're both older. He could have been trying. Well, I guess Ann had all the money. So he yeah, could, yeah, he yeah, 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 yeah. He wasn't just a real one. He just, he, Ann right. had access to all the accounts. You right. know what I mean? And she must still love him. That's why she was like, let's take this picture, boo, because <sighs> we, we get some more real estate and it's all in my control. So take this mm. picture. We together. We sending this. This is going to be our Christmas card. Dang. How do you send a Christmas card when you're supposed to be dead? Supposed to be dead. Supposed to be dead. All on the car, smiling. Caesar's greetings from mm. the grave. What was happening? From the grave? <laughs> Just like Jesus. Oh, my we, God. We have risen. Like, what? A uh, couple of days, a couple of years late. But uh, right. I'm here. I'm here. What's up? What's happening? Jesus did it three. We did it like five or six. Yeah. You know. Hold me out. We're humble. We're not Jesus. So the photo showed them together with this real estate agent. I'm sure the real estate agent put that on his website. He was like, I'm selling properties. Mm -hmm. But the photo was taken in Panama. We have the timestamp, right? Not only had Anne known her husband was alive long before he resurfaced, but there was proof that he had visited Panama with her. When confronted with the damning image, Anne broke down and told her real story to David. According to David, he says she hadn't told anyone the truth in nearly six years, not even her sons. Wow. You kept your sons away from their daddy? Well, they said had the haircut, so it was very difficult just to lick them in the eye. <laughs> if you got that haircut, it's like, fuck, I can't even. You know what? I'll text you. I'll, te- I'll text you I in a like minute. If you give your sons that haircut, <laughs> then hearing that their dad just fake disappeared is the least of their yeah. worries. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they'd be like, that's fine. Now, can we go to Great Clips? Please. Help us. Please and thank you. <laughs> so, understandable. So... Anne came out and was like, I knew he was alive. In fact, they had been living in their house unbeknownst to either of their two sons. So they they must not like their kids. Their kids must have had bad vibes. Because I feel like my parents would tell me if they faked their own death and went to Panama. Sometimes kids have bad vibes. But I feel like their kids must have had bad vibes if you just were living in Panama and didn't tell nobody. Mm-hmm. So according to Anne, it wasn't until a year after his disappearance and after she made the life insurance claims that he showed up and she learned that he was alive. So now she's trying to put a timeline on it like, right. well, after I had talked to Allstate and they had said I was in good hands, <laughs> then after the hands, you know, were good to me, maybe mm-hmm. a year later I realized he was still alive. So that's trying to put together a timeline yeah. like, yeah. I didn't know. The check was already cut. What was I supposed What's to I do? What was I supposed to do? Not deposit it? Yeah. Because he was alive. She took John back in on his threat that if she went to the police, he would tell them that she was an accomplice to the disappearance. So she's trying to act like, oh, he blackmailed me too. And like he he said he was going to take me both down if we didn't. And I don't know if she's lying about that. Because John kind of gives me the energy that maybe he would. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, if this, you're a smart, I think this woman's smart. Yeah. And you moved out of, you extradited yourself out of mm-hmm. the UK. Mm-hmm. You had to have known that he faked his death the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She did. And you didn't want to be poor either. You were like, poor? It's not what I signed up for. You using change again? <laughs> the coin not that makes sense. Not what I signed up for, John. We'll have to start budgeting? <laughs> no. So, and thus, they conducted their lives in secret for the next four years. That's kind of sexy. I feel like that's kind of spicy. Like, mm. that would definitely spice up my marriage. You know, everywhere we go, we're worried about getting caught. Ooh. License, yeah, looking over your shoulders. That would give me ulcers. I would be so stressed out and so anxious all the time. I would have ulcers all over me. Really? Yeah. I feel like I would be like the UK Bonnie and Clyde. Like, what would mm. that be? Like, chipping. Uh, <laughs> I'm more better about myself. British names. <laughs> Ch- <laughs> chipping Esther. <laughs> I don't know what Bonnie and Clyde is. I don't know British names. Oh, my God. Uh, Turthington and Willowbrook. Yeah. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It sounds sexy to me. I'm into it. So when anyone visited, this is like flower in the attic. What? So when anyone visited the house, John would go to the next door home through one of the hidden doors. Mm-hmm. For a time, he was essentially a housebound hermit. He spent most of his time playing online role-playing games like EverQuest while conducting online affairs with American women. So he's still cheating Yeah. online. Yeah. How dare you? I'm you got to do something with the time. That's a lot of time to just be in the house doing nothing. You got to, you know... Create the I'm fantasy. Keeping you out of jail, and you trying to cheat on me with bitches on Sims? Well, I mean, he just—he's a hermit. He ain't got nothing. She can go out, go to the, go to the market, go to a Look ball at this game. Door. Yeah, that's his cave. That's his man cave. Yeah, right he was very much living a Quasimodo lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. I guess you got to let people cheat on video games. I mean, you got to let me do something. Like, you know. Yeah, well, I ain't never like gonna Harry meet none Potter. of these women. Yeah. That's probably how he felt. He's like, I live like Harry Potter, which J.K. Rowling's a turf, so fuck out of here. But yeah, it's giving, it's giving closet. Yeah. Um. Oh God, another terrible person reference, but trapped in the closet. R. Hey. Kelly, a horrible person. Um. But that's what the closet's giving. Um. So he was playing these video games. He's flirting and living, you know, online affairs. Eventually, he grew his hair and beard long and went outside wearing a limp with a cane and escaping. Recognition. Okay. So he just thought that, like, he would look different if he had a limp? Yeah. I don't think that's how looking different works. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's how looking different works. I don't think you can just fake an ailment and then you look different. But he did get a beard. So maybe he thought, and and also it's Panama. Like, who was looking at this white man in Panama? I feel like he could have been going out the whole time. I don't know who's on the most wanted list. Yeah, no, I'm not checking like that. I couldn't tell you right now who's on it. I, but I and they have I, rewards. Honestly, Does somebody make that their hobby, like lottery scratch offs? They just check the <laughs> wanted list and just are looking around every day real hard trying to catch somebody. I feel like they probably kept her eye on her when she extra, extradited herself out of the out of the British. Like I think somebody was probably like checking in every so often. Probably also because her kids have not been communicated with for four years. Yeah, yeah. If you don't tell your kids that their dad is alive for four years, you definitely aren't seeing. Them. Yeah, absolutely not. So yeah. At, at, why does this picture look so old? This if he left in two thousand and two, why is right. this like from the nineteen sixty five? Like right, it's giving nineteen thirty nine. It's giving he had to pose for one hour to get the photo. At that point, and somebody it. was like behind the camera with the little the, hood the on. The thing it. goes, <laughs> be still. <laughs> like it's giving sit still for this it's painting. Giving Transylvania vibes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Damn it, John. John, why? And why are y'all taking so many pictures? For criminals, y'all love to flick it up. Yeah, y'all like, we still got to have our memories. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do it for the gram when you're doing it for the crime. Like, oh, what are you doing? Good. That's too much. So in the meantime, Anne continued to cash out on the outstanding insurance policies and sold the other properties. John mm. later used a dead child's identity, John Jones, to create a fake passport. Not his child, but somebody else's child. So at one point, John and Anne's relationship became so tense that she encouraged him to meet Karen Steele, the American woman he had been flirting with online the previous year. So she was like, go out there and meet them other hoes, you basement bitch. I don't care. Like, she was over it. He showed up to her home in Kansas, undressed immediately in full view of her and her family, and was promptly kicked out. Now, sir, just because y'all talked online doesn't mean you get booty naked <laughs> when who you meet somebody. That? Who does that? Who does Who that? Who comes in like, hey, how you guys doing? Yeah. Time to get, all right, let's cut to the chase. Right. Like, what? Here's this dick. 
Y'all ain't meeting in no hotel room. And this is like old, on the run, crinkly, I fake a limp dick. Oh my what? God. No. That's crazy. Still, she hoped to keep the relationship professional and agreed to a $50,000 joint purchase of a parcel land with a dilapidated farmhouse. So basically, Karen was in on this because they started talking online and she was like, oh, you got coins. Like, let's mm-hmm. get together and do business. He was like, let's get together and get to the business. Get to the business. And she was like, uh, no, let's just do the business. Yeah. John was angry at being rejected and his lack of immediate return on his investment and so went back to the UK where he sent Karen threatening emails. <laughs> Always good to send uh, threats via email. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not. Because that's not that's not traceable. Right, at all, right? Uh, the venture gave John the idea to travel to Panama with Anne for another property investment. Their goal was to create an eco-retreat out of parcel of land in an apartment they had purchased with their insurance funds. If they hadn't been entirely incompetent from the beginning, it would have worked. But after buying the property in Panama, John discovered he needed a letter of good conduct from his UK constabulary. No, UK local police, basically, to become a Panama resident, which would be difficult because he was in a country with a false passport. Right. So he's doing crime. So he can't get a, you know, he can't get the police to be like, oh, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good bloke because they're literally looking for him. That's when he told Anne, I'm going back and I'm going to say I had a bump on the head and got amnesia. Also money amnesia. So I don't need to pay you anything because I forgot about it. I'm going to have money amnesia anytime I borrow money after this. Right. Then he believed he could get the letter of good standing. So he thought by going to the police station in the beginning... He could finesse them into being like, oh, this is a good guy. He just like forgot everything that he did and all his crimes, but he just need a good letter. I feel like in the UK, that probably is a place you could do that. Yeah, you could finesse it if you do it right. You can't walk into a police station dressed to the T. Like, you got to look dilapidated. Like, you got to be found no, on the water on a raft. dilapidated because you got to look like you got coins so that they'll back you for what you want. But here's the thing. Like, he went back to the police station in his hometown, right? Yeah. So you got to be found on a raft made of soda bottles. He should have went and got together. the raft or at least got that paddle, that one paddle back and then just walked <laughs> in with that paddle. Still paddling it like he in the water. Yeah, he should have lost weight and everything. He didn't plan for I would have went in that malnutrition. I would have been go skinny. full cast away. Why you don't got yeah. a volleyball with a that face cast on away. it? What's his name? Samson? No, not Samson. Was it Samson? I don't remember what Mr. Spotted? Castaway's Shit. name was, but you got to come in with... Oh, Wilson. Wilson! You got to come in with Wilson. You got to be talking to that motherfucker. Exactly. Like, this exactly. was my only friend. That would have that sold it. He should have stuck Wilson on top of the paddle and then walked in with the paddle erect like Wilson was a person. That would have worked. Yeah, it's just like, it's just been me and my homeboy this whole time out on the water. And have conversations with him the whole time you went to the police. I, I told him everything. What are you talking about? <laughs> What money? What money? I don't owe any money. Ah, wasted the opportunity. Bro, also, and you down bad. Stand up, stand up, and like, how dare you? You had all this man's money. You're the only legally alive one in this relationship. Why are you fucking with him? Mm -hmm. Especially because he can't even stop cheating on you while he in the basement. He even got good Wi-Fi down there. He managed to cheat on you. How you gonna let somebody cheat on you with like a a old school uh, radio? How you let somebody cheat on you with Morse code? That's ridiculous. Solid though. That dial-up. 
Ain't no phones in the house, so nobody no. interrupting the internet service. It's fire-ass dial-up. So getting caught. After Ann's confession to an intrepid journalist, David Lay, the jig was up. Ann, I'm glad that you snitched. Like, sometimes, I, I, I think snitches can sometimes get stitches, but sometimes yeah. you got to be a stool pigeon. You just got to yeah. get out there and sing. You got to be like that Whitney Houston <laughs> iconic video where she's like, uh, Regina, Martin, Karen, and Ulysses. You just got to start <laughs> saying all the names. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you gotta turn to the DMX song and be like, Cookie, yeah. I bet I had an ice cream parlor. Like, give it up. <laughs> give them up. So by the time their fraud was discovered in December 2007, the, cover, the couple had amassed more than 500,000 pounds while waiting on the sale of their Seton Carew dwelling to proceed. John was arrested three days after re-entering the world, and after some questioning about alleged fraud, he eventually dropped the amnesia narrative mm. and pleaded guilty to charges obtaining money by deception and passport fraud. So, oh, and there he is getting carted off to jail. Now, I, I, when we put these photos on the Instagram, I want you to see mm-hmm. what this man looks like. And how offensive it would be if he walked into your home and stripped down yeah. to his yeah. pain. Yeah. I would be so angry. This is not, look, we're all going to get older if we're lucky. Yeah. Our bodies are going to change. We might, shit going to start hitting the floor. That's you know, true. things going to start hanging flow, low and wobbling to and fro. Mm-hmm. Cool. But you can still fuck if you owe. I love that. I want to be fucking when I'm old. But it's going to be like the notebook. <laughs> we're going to take off our clothes real slow or maybe we do it through a sheet. Or maybe, you know, like I'm, I'm yeah. definitely never going to strip booty naked. In my and, living room. No. Mm-hmm. In somebody's living room. That's wild. Yeah, that's wild as hell. Like, you could only do that if you are, like, a stripper that people called yeah. and were like, this is what we want you here for. Yeah. Bless you know? Bless and then, Yes. If you do sex work and you got a bad body and you look great and, and people called you for that specific thing, then get booty naked. But not mm-hmm. this man. Yeah. He was wild for that. He has a lot of audacity. A lot of it. Most. And what the hell is he wearing? Is that, like, Air Apostle? What is this sweatshirt? They, they made him change clothes. They was like, you got to take that stupid shit off. And then they gave him that. It was something somebody had left. Yeah, this is why Abercrombie went down. Because what is this sweatshirt? <laughs> what is it? That's a wild-ass story, too. So eventually he's like, I did it. I did it all. Everything. So she pleaded not guilty to charges of deception and money laundering, but even her own sons testified against her. See, that's where you fucked up. Yep. You knew your kids had bad vibes, mm-hmm. and you didn't turn them into the authorities, and you didn't help them, and you did. You disappeared for four years, so now they hate you. So they came and... Ooh, her sons look like stool pigeons. Look at their faces. Mm-hmm. They don't look like people who I would ever honor nah, their mother and father. They, they said, honor thy mother and thy father, girl. We we don't read the Listen, Bible. Listen, it's because y'all, y'all had them walking around with them haircuts for that long. They probably got yeah. 45 pictures with them dumbass haircuts. If my kids ruined my child, or if my parents ruined my childhood with a haircut like that, I think I would have to. Oh turn yeah, we squabbling. I'm gonna box my pops out. Yeah, we are gonna have to tussle. Yeah, we got the squabbles going, my boy. Sorry, sis. <laughs> So both John and Ann Darwin were convicted and sentenced to six years in jail. Ann's compulsive lying, in quotes, earned her a spot in a maximum security prison known for housing infamous serial killers like Rosemary West and Tracy Connolly. Okay, come on now, y'all. She just moved to Panama and cashed in some insurance. She did some paperwork. Why she got to go to the pokey? That that feels like a lie. To the pokey. I feel like that's a lot. Ann didn't deserve that. She already was dealing with a cheating-ass, trifling-ass man. She's been punished her whole she life. She continued to deal with him. Like, let's she did. If real. she had left him alone yeah. and really pretended that he was dead, she would not be culpable for any of this. Yeah. Because plausible deniability. She could have just been like, I thought he was dead. Like, I saw the paddle like everybody else. I yeah. had the memorial with the paddle. Y'all saw the, the candles. Paddle. Y'all saw it. I went and got glade and everything. Y'all saw the candles. Mm-hmm. 
Y'all saw the vigil? We took photos. Mm. Yeah, no. And you played. You was down yeah. bad. You can't you can't go full Monica, okay? No Monica. <laughs> if you know, you know. But you can't you can't be that down for nobody, no okay? <laughs> Can't go. You can't go to Monica. Um, <laughs> so go. Oh, oh my. my what she said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, <laughs> your girl was going to ride or die. Ride or die. She meant that shit. No, sometimes yes, you got to get off the ride. Okay? You got to get off. Full Don't emergency die. exit. Get up off of there. Like, <sighs> you should have known better than think I would leave. No, you should have known better than think that I would stay. Okay? Yeah, no yeah. way. No way. So when their sons discovered that their father had been hiding and their mother had been lying to them for years, they were devastated and eventually broke off contact. Now, I think that they probably broke off contact because they were like, so y'all had coins this whole time and y'all were living it up in Panama? And you weren't going to send us no coins? You just left us to our own devices? Like, mm. fuck y'all. You know, y'all see these kids. They got entitlement. Yeah. Yeah, you can see it all on my face. Smug ass. So... <laughs> Lord Jesus, uh, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements, and we'll be right back with the end of Historic Hoodwings and the end of the show. Robbery! Back in the 90s, Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Like, who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might try to actually snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly... Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow the big flop wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, <laughs> the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a showstopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess and we are back and it's time for where are Ann and John now this is different right you're like three years we ain't never had no shit like this I know I know but so Ann was released and got a job at the RSPCA not her fighting for the animals now and throwing paint on people an animal where 
Animal, an animal welfare <laughs> charity. I'm going I'm to stick with that. She has since retired and lives in rural Yorkshire and has since reconciled with her sons and divorced John in 2011. Girl, that's too late, and That's way too late. Perhaps due to his sentiments such as, this is a, tro- a quote from John, no one is queuing up for a woman like you, Anne. They weren't when I married you, and they certainly wouldn't be now. Now, John, I know you ain't talking. <sighs> When you got that wrinkly ass dick out in somebody's <laughs> living room, talk about ain't nobody checking for Anne. Anne was cuter than you. Bye, John. Mm. John reportedly never apologized to his sons, who remain estranged from him. On Facebook, Darwin lists his favorite quote as, live life to the fullest each day and have no regrets. John Darwin. And I think he needs to tack on and fuck them kids. Yeah, yeah. FTK all day. FTK all day. Gang gang. Listen, he had the kids. That was it. He said, after that, I'm done. Yeah. After his release, he was rearrested in 2013. Damn, John. <laughs> I can't stop doing crime. He said, can't stop, won't stop. Uh-uh, uh-uh. uh-uh. Okay. So he breached his probation by traveling to the Ukraine to visit an online girlfriend. John, you also out here just chasing tail too much. You never go make money that way. Never. In a recent interview, Mercy said that John was on his way to the Ukraine to join troops fighting against Russian forces. So now he didn't try to turn him going to Ukraine into him fighting against Russia. Wow. Wow. He later moved to the Philippines to marry a woman named Mercy May, who was 33 years younger than him. She also said he will have a bulletproof vest and good life insurance. Good for me. So whoever this Mary May is, she was like, look. He got enough money for me. Mm. Oh, she cute. Mary, have you not heard of 90 Day Fiance? You could have did way better than this. <laughs> you really could have ate, sis. Hey, listen. You settled. Mary, you cute. Why would you do this? She know or Mercy. All. Mercy. <laughs> oh, Mercy, Mercy, May. He never stopped. He, he did better to this. the end. He really was. He must have some good talk game. Or money. Does he have money, though? He probably had money that Ann didn't know about. He must have, because he survived yeah. for, like, what, like four or five years before he got back with her? Yeah, so he probably had money that Ann didn't know off, off in a Panama account, something like that. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mercy, you still could have did better, though. You could have been Lamborghini Mercy if you had just <laughs> stepped your shit up. That part. All right, guys, it's time for the end of the show. This part of the show where I have to let to hear go. Scammer of the week. So this week we're talking about a home in Fairfax, Virginia that was put on the market for $800,000 with an occupant still in the basement. We got a whole basement theme going this episode. Mm. Love that for us. The house was listed with a text reading, cash offers only no access to see lower level and home is sold as is only with acknowledgement that the home will convey with persons living in the lower level with no leasing in place. I mean, the housing market is wild right now. Like, I, I was looking for a home, and Bank of America was like, you're pre-approved. Now, do you want to tack on a half a million so you can fist fight people in the front lawn? Yo. How strong are you? Are you Liam Neeson strong? Do you have a special <laughs> set of skills? That's the only way you go get a home right now. Yo, I'm selling this house cash only, and you can never go in the basement. and no, They're going to continue. They're going to continue to live in the basement. No lease option. Boom. That's just what it is. Yeah. Right. Have you seen the movie Us? There will be a tethered family Listen. in the basement. Wow. And what you going to do? So despite there being an actual like actual human still living in the home, the house was received at least five offers and was placed under contract for a bit above asking price. There is reportedly also significant work required on the inside of the home. So they're selling this over asking. Mm-hmm. There are people who live in the basement right. and also the roof going to fall in as soon as you went escrow. Yeah. 
That's a lot. That's a lot. With the cash offer, no lender was involved, so the title could be transferred immediately, even with the tenant still on the premises. It's unclear who the buyer is, though it's alleged that the tenants were hired to clean the home but never left. Who is scamming who here? How you gonna come in and clean a house and then be like, we got squatters rights now? That's probably why they sold it like that. How you come in they, with Pine Saw and now they, you like, we own it all? The people, what? the people that sold it, they they were already dealing with the squatter, so they was like, I'm just getting rid of this shit, right? And they was like, we're just gonna move. It's somebody else's problem now. Can you imagine how scary your squatters are if you just move? Man, have you seen Ozark? I haven't finished it. Uh-huh. So if you've seen the beginning, this is not a spoiler, y'all. They deep into it, but then yeah. they move into a home in the Ozark, and it was like an old, the old man, man living yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, they rented from him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's giving Ozark like you just gotta let me die, and yeah. then you can have the house. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's different. <laughs> to say the least, that's different. That's different. I bless them. Listen, the housing market is crazy. So maybe nowadays you got to take a little asbestos. So you got to take a little family mm. that lives in your basement. Mm. It should be better. <laughs> should... At least you got a home. Yeah. Okay, that's more better. than most millennials can do. Okay. Yeah. So what? A family lives in your basement. You got a home. You, you sound you real privileged. About? Yeah. What you complaining about, broke boy? Buy less avocado toast <laughs> if you don't want people living in your home when you buy it. <laughs> Ghetto. Uh, okay. All right. Well, it's here. That brings us to the end of a fantastic episode. And we always ask, where would you like to be found? Anything like you promote, plug, socials, uh, anything? Yeah, man. Just go to the website, tohearmore.com or everythingbageltour.com. Grab tickets. I'm doing 10 cities. Uh, yes, 10 cities. Right now, uh, we got, let's see, Sacramento. We're doing this actually it the end of May, um, and then what are the other dates? We got Chicago, Atlanta, Nashville, Huntsville, D.C., Indianapolis, St. Louis, Dallas, Baltimore, Philly, New York. We pulling up on you. You know what I mean? So uh, you can find all the dates on my website, or you can go to my Instagram. I'm usually always posting about the tour. If you know somebody that's in that city, yo, pull up. You know, tell some, tell your people to come through. You know what I'm saying? Don't just hear about it or see it and don't tag somebody, man. Like, that's how we make it. So tell, well, I take a screenshot it. of that and we'll post that on the Instagram story, some of these tour appreciate dates. It. And yes, y'all, he says he's posting about the tour, but he's a scammer because the way that he be tricking people, it'd be a whole comedy thing. It'd be a whole TikTok joke. It'd be a whole something. And then at the end, it'd be like, come to the tour. Yeah, because you got to keep people engaged. If they just see the flyer, they're going to dip immediately. So I had to come up with a, a witty, quick something and then get you in and then be like, boom, by the way, bitch. <laughs> Knock, knock. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's it's a whole thing. Yes. And, guys, as always, snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Y'all be DMing me. I told y'all that's not how you reach me, okay? Mm. Call me, beep me, email me if you Mm want to reach me. Send those scam stories to the email. You can screenshot your tweets or DMs or whatever and send it to the email. I talk to people on Twitter, and I I will engage with you on the Scam Goddess Pod Instagram as well. Uh, I'm going to try to be better about posting these uh, things on time, but y'all know I like to be late because it's um it's a condition and y'all need to stop shaming me okay it's a condition that i'm fighting every day being late it's called time disease thank you okay i live by the sundial i live by the vibes okay and that changes all the time with the seasons and if you want to find me d-i-v-a-l-a-c-i-d valacy on all platform season two of iCarly is streaming right now season two of a black lady sketch show is the one that I'm on if you like to see my face uh, or if you want my profiles it's all the same except for on TikTok where I'm Lacey Mosley congregation y'all in that basement stay scheming Goddess. 
This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.